Hi. We are at 3500 Southeast 20th Street in Des Moines, which is our last door that we're knocking on. Darlene has put the little post-it note up saying, sorry we missed you. Oh, somebody's here. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hi. Are you going to caucus tonight? I'm not. Oh. oh. Have you ever done it? Um, no, I'm a Republican. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you have a Republican caucus. You can do that. But yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. I have to work tonight. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Take care. Welcome to Iowa anyway. We you, like it. We like it. We really like it. Everyone's so Thank nice. Thank you for hosting the caucuses. It must be kind of a pain in the neck. But, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It hasn't affected me. Good. Yet, so. oh, All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you have a good day. Yeah. You know. You yeah. Too. <laughs> okay. Take Thank care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. -bye. Yep, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our first Republican. Yeah. All right, now, huh? Yeah, I was recording, so you will have a little post recap here. Get in the car; it's thirty degrees. What? Are you happy with Trump? <laughs> no. Well, seriously, well, because you're the Republican. Yeah, and it's true. Well, are you happy with Trump? Would you like to be a former Republican? Yeah. A future former. Do you know about Pete? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's do a little huh? recap as we head back here. Okay. Actually, I don't want to do it as you're driving. driving no, so. let's let's get to the restaurant and then we'll do it. You want to do it first? My stomach's bugging me a little bit from do the coffee, so I kind of want to get. You want to eat something? I just want to get something in to dilute the acidic. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what. Maybe a little bowl of All soup right. or something. What do we? Have? Well, this will be just a little snippet, but we uh, we've been at it since uh, about nine this morning. It's so it's been about four hours. What did you do? Maybe fifty doors or so. You said fifty yesterday, and and uh, so well, we, we did forty at the one place, and then whatever we did here. No, we've done more than fifty doors. Yeah, yeah, and get to talk to a few people. And got somebody to go to the caucus that I think might not have because she didn't know that she could vote and then leave. And uh, so now we're going to eat. And then Chaston, uh, Pete's husband, is going to be at the field office where we've been working out of in about an hour. So we may have a chance to see him. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Okay, so let me turn this off and we'll go get something to eat. We are back at the field office where we turned in our last packet. And it is packed because Chaston is going to be here to make a visit. And when we got here this morning, there was nobody here. It's not a very big room. And now it's standing room only and getting pretty warm in here as everybody gathers around for Chaston. And who knows? Maybe Pete will be with him. You never know. I imagine that they're stopping him. Encourage the volunteers at a lot of different places. And after this, we're going to head back to the hotel, get maybe a little rest, and then get ready for our work as observers at one of the caucus sites. Chaston is here. Thank you so much.
much everyone for all that you have poured into this campaign, into this movement. It means so much to Peter and I. It's just my family, don't worry. <laughs> truly to see you all here because as I've been traveling this country for the last year a lot of it has been alone away from Peter uh, because we've been doing so well and it means so much to me when I come into these spaces uh, to be surrounded by folks who not only believe in my husband and believe in this movement but they believe in one another and you believe in me and it just feels like family so thank you for being part of the family I'm, I'm so glad to count you as a member of the family Yay! do. Families look out for one another. And right now, we have one shot to defeat the worst president in American history. Oh, yeah. One shot. And we know we have the right candidate. We know we have the right message. But this is what it takes. So what you're going to do today, going out there and knocking on doors or picking up the phones and making phone calls or texts, what we are doing is much more than trying to make sure people know where their caucus location is. Uh, or that Pete's name is on the ballot, or get that piece of literature into their hands. What you're doing is you're extending a hand to somebody. You're extending a hand and you're saying, you are welcome here. You are welcome in this family. You belong in this community. And we are going to make sure that you always feel like there is a space for you in this community. People are hurting right now. All across the country, people are hurting for a multitude of reasons. And what Pete for America has done so well is to extend that hand to folks and say, we're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to take care of one another. That's why we put those rules of the road out there uh, so early on. Uh, that's not fluff. They're there for a reason. And thank you very much for, for living those values truthfully and, and keeping those close in all of your words uh, and your work to make sure that people know this is a values-rooted campaign. Uh, and we take care of one another. Now, I did not leave the classroom because I thought uh, running for president seemed like it would be fun. <laughs> I left the classroom because there's too much at stake. And that's why you're here today, too. There's too much at stake in this election. No matter what it is for you in your life, no matter what the most personal thing is that's weighing on your shoulders, the heavy stuff, the stuff that keeps you up at night, uh, the stuff that's always there in the background worrying you, reminding you uh, of what's going wrong and what could be better. We're here because of the heavy stuff. Now I'm very, very blessed uh, to have Anne and my mom here uh, with me on the trail today. But I left the classroom because of them too. It was pretty scary holding Anne's hand in the hospital when she had her heart attack last year, navigating the healthcare system when we lost Joe last year and watching my mom navigate the healthcare system for the last 12 years as she has brave, uh, bravely battled cancer. And I've watched how politicians and the decisions that they make in Washington trickle into my own life. It is not hypothetical for me. I remember uh, when mom was diagnosed and before uh, we passed the ACA, uh, how mom and dad would go to the oncologist and then go to Walgreens and the pharmacist would ask mom for a couple thousand dollars. And my parents had to make the decision that so many other families in this country have to make. Do I take care of my children or do I take care of myself? And I know what they always chose. 
And no matter what it is for every family, they're having to make those tough decisions every day too. So politics isn't hypothetical for us. This isn't a fun hobby. This isn't the thing we like to read about in the Sunday Times and talk about over coffee. This is the thing that determines whether or not our lives go better or poorly. It comes into our marriages. What could happen to this ring? What could happen to the most sacred thing in my life if we get this wrong? If this election doesn't go in our way, what's gonna happen to my mother? What's gonna happen to my students? I'm tired of watching our nation's students traumatized by gun violence and the reality that maybe someday a bad guy's gonna come into your school and get you too. I'm sick and tired as a teacher of putting my students through those lockdown drills. I would much rather be teaching drama, but that's the reality we're in. But that's why we're all here today. We're picking up these clipboards, we're picking up the phones, and we're going out to extend that hand to people and say, there is a better way. Now, everything we care about, whether uh, it's healthcare, our marriages, women's reproductive healthcare and rights, criminal justice reform in this country, affordable college, whatever it is in your life that you care about the most, all of that gets multiplied by zero if we lose. And we win when we put forward a politics and a message that unifies people, that brings people together. And I'm so impressed with what this campaign has built. It has built a politics that tells people, you belong here. There is room. Maybe we disagree on a few things and how to get there, but we're going to do it arm in arm because our moms and our students and our children and our families and our communities can't wait one more day. And that's why it's time to put Pete Buttigieg in the So have fun out there, take care of one another. A hard work goes a long way, but so does kindness. So in everything you do, in every person you see today, in every call you make today, remember those rules of the road, take care of your community, take care of one another, and we are going to be celebrating a huge historic win together. I just had well, sound so I hope small. All right, you guys All ready? Right. Thank you for driving him around. Yeah, get in here. I can't. Get some panoramic shots, though. Yeah, you'll get him. So everybody just breathe, keep smiling. All right. chest and Pete's mother is here, white hair. Looks kind of frail, but. <laughs> I don't know what you guys expected. I thought that we expected. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Should we head out or stay? You want to shake his hand? Whoops, sorry. I don't think we have time for that. Yeah. Chas and his mob by well wishers. We're at the door. Maybe we get a chance to say hi as he walks out. He's wearing a down vest, blue shirt. Quite a strong speaker. I'm not sure if I've heard him speak in person before. And heartfelt comments about the campaign, the rules of the road. There's probably close to 100 people here. All right, now he's doing a, he's signing something for somebody. It's a North Face vest that he's wearing. Well, should we head back or what do you want to do? Stay here, okay. Darlene says stay here. There's a lot of kids here. People wearing yellow peat hats. I'm not sure I've seen any press. I've already had a selfie with him, so I don't need one. Do you want me to take one with you and him? Yeah. I get my camera set up here. Yeah, it might be well. I'll pause here and we'll resume in a minute. That was fun. We get to see Chaston. That was a real mob scene. I can't believe we got to see him. It yeah. was such a mob scene. Yeah, and then we got a nice picture of you and him mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. as he was heading out the door. A very nice man. I was standing really close to Pete's mother in white hair, and she seems frail, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's been through a lot and lost her husband this last, well, just about a year ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And now her son is running for president. I think exactly. I think uh, Chaston's mother was there, too. I couldn't... Mm -hmm. and, her, and his father. Oh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, uh, what do you think of what he had to say? I thought it was great, but I, I thought it was much more uh, of a speech than... I was sort of surprised that, yeah. that, that he gave that kind of a speech for the volunteers. Sort of formal, yeah. Yeah, it seemed a bit formal. But, mm -hmm. I mean, he did talk about how important it was that we all support each other and yeah rules of the road rules of the road mm -hmm. yeah i liked how he was framing the door-to-door -door and the other work by saying that we're welcoming people into this community that are working for the goals of the campaign the goals of pete right. it's not just about telling people where their caucus location is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that stuff's important and he he thanked everybody for following the rules of the road, for taking it seriously, that it wasn't just something on paper. It was a way that people conducted themselves yep. on the campaign. The 10 values. Mm -hmm. I haven't quite memorized them yet. I know the first one is respect. The second is belonging. 
and the last one is joy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we read it this morning when we left the hotel, or no, at the coffee shop. Uh, you you read all of them. I've got them on my phone, okay. and they're very well written. I'm quite sure that Pete wrote them because they have a writerly uh, cast to them. Well, this has been a full day. We're going to head back to the Drury, uh, get refreshed, maybe have a nap, and then we will be experiencing a caucus as observers. We'll be going to the Pete rally or party if there's, depending on when we get done at the caucus. And then. You, it, and you say that like we're, I mean, to somebody listening, they would think, oh, they're just going there and they're going to stand around during the caucus. Like, we're going to be there two hours before the caucus. We're going to be out in the cold. We're going to be helping <laughs> people find the right lines. We're going to make sure they're at the right caucus location. Right. It's going to be a really active mm-hmm. time for us as observers and then once we get inside and it actually starts then we will be standing around observing yeah and if something happens we've got phone numbers we're supposed to call into and but i think the you're right the most active part of our role is going to be getting people registered and into the caucus before they the line closes at seven Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we're going to be at big locations. All of these locations in Des Moines, I think, are uh, big and probably a lot of press, which we are instructed not to talk to. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to say? Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say, I'm an observer, I'm a, I'm a Pete supporter, and I'm observing the caucus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the extent of our comments. Yep. Thank you, but we can't talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go talk to Liz Smith. That's right. All right. Okay.